0: I am unashamed. What about you? Welcome back to Unashamed. Uh, I'm coming to you from the Southern Lair. Uh, Jason, we were talking before the cameras rolled about you not having a lot of sleep the last few days because you've been kind of crisscrossing the country and and running around, but... I, Would you take a good nap today, but you're going to have to wake up tonight uh, (laughs) because uh, LSU's playing a a big game in the World Series. We realized by the time this thing airs, that all that would have already happened. But I did want to bring it up because Zach is, uh, of course, he's been busy too, but he's a huge Florida Gator fan. And uh, it looks like hopefully we're on a collision course uh, with Florida and LSU. So. Hopefully, if that happens by next week, we'll be...
1: We're, we're saying hopefully. I don't think you should be saying hopefully.
0: Oh, we're looking forward to it. So.
1: <laughs> Are we going to do some trash talking here? I mean,
2: the last time yeah. I recall this went down that road, I think it was in football. That did not work out
1: so well for you. <laughs> hey. Hey. I've always said it. Florida's a baseball school. I've always said that.
0: <laughs> yeah, he said that since 2017. Since They finally made the World Series. <laughs> yeah, Florida,
1: Florida is a baseball school. Everybody knows
0: it. <laughs> but I, I did want to at least bring it up because we will have some some good rivalry uh, among the unashamed crew if that happens. And it may not because we, we still got to beat Wake Forest tonight, so we'll see what happens. Ooh, wow! There's that Whoa, storm. That? Is that what that uh, was? Yeah, yeah. that's that. That's that storm, Dad. That was there last night. It's here. It's it, made it to Alabama. It rolled there's, through. Hey, there's
1: actually an old old boy plays for uh, Florida. Wyatt Langford is his name. He's the he's their home run guy. He's a he's a beast. He is a uh, he graduated from the same high school I did in Florida, Trenton High School. So all you Trenton High School alumni that listen to the podcast, which there's a few. I just uh, want to give a shout-out to Wyatt. I'll Does think, he have a... He'll take us the whole way.
2: So I'm assuming he has the same vocabulary uh, as you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never met the guy. I probably know a lot of his uncles, probably went to school with his uncles and aunts, maybe his parents. I don't know who he's related to. I know a lot of Lankfords. So I don't know, but you want to uh, yeah. throw me under the bus again like you did in the last... Uh, I did not throw league?
2: you under the bus. I just... Thought maybe y'all were, went to the park and talked about the latest hegemon <laughs> that is coming through the worldly powers. <laughs> For you that missed our last podcast, Zach, Zach was like. It was, over, it
0: was I, the overtime segment. I was well, getting. That's we got into it, but you actually mentioned it at the end of the regular
2: podcast. I was getting chills and being inspired to that. You know, our. Jesus is the king, and we're part of the greatest kingdom e- ever. And then he, then he dropped hegemon, and I forgot everything he said before and after, and I had to look it up. <laughs> but he used it correctly, so
1: thank you for that. I did use it. Well, I, I, got a, I actually got a, a message. I, I, get, I get quite a few of these now, and I think they're tongue-in-cheek. I hope they are. This one has a, a smiley face, like the laughing emoji and it's Zach during a podcast, and here, this is from uh, Wendy, and it says, And Jesus said unto the theologians, Who do you say that I am? They replied, You are the eschatological manifestation of the ground of our being and the kurjma of which we find the ultimate meaning in our in interpersonal relationships. And Jesus said, What? So apparently you have, you're creating a little bit of an army Uh, Of course, I've got a little army too, but uh, of those who are are sending me stuff on Instagram. No, it's not an army.
2: It's just called common sense. (laughs) Uh, Because look, I don't, I don't, I want to be humble, and yeah, I want people to understand. Because look, I'll confess my ignorance. When you said hegemon, I thought you were referring to maybe some sister group that came from the Pokemon world. <laughs> and I thought that guy, cause it's like a, it's a virtual cartoon a kingdom that they do battles with people, Pokemon. And only reason I remember because when I had my kids were little, we would, they would watch it. Yeah. So I thought trade he's bringing too. up, there's a new Pokemon? <laughs> and that's where he's going. I mean, I was I was thinking it was a poor reference because I thought well, I'm talking about yeah. the real so, world so, here, dude. I'm not so talking Zach, about that.
0: Zach, you see, Jace's reference to vocabulary. He's down to things that rhyme. Yeah, that's, 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 how he, that's how that's how he bases the understanding. Well, what else do language. you have if when a word is stated good that, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that you've not heard and you're fifty? How old? How long have I been on? This? <laughs> I'm fifty plus <laughs> years on the earth. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I didn't just throw the word out there. I did surround it with about four other adjectives that that would describe the same word or sen- synonyms, <laughs> I guess you would call them. So, I mean, it well, was, which it is why. Just throw- <laughs>
2: Which is why whoever rode in, what was her name again was that was very clever uh, of her it,
1: it, yeah that was that was it was clever. I couldn't even pronounce one I can't see really well these glasses on up close, but I couldn't even I pronounce did see uh,
0: Zach I did see one of my memes as well. It's right as that wasp was stinging me on the neck, yeah, they show my hands up like this and my ha- and my and I pull my hat off, you know, I was trying to like get at that wasp. And it yeah. said something about being slain in the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were, man. The Holy Ghost was moving that day. Yeah, it was sure. moving that day in the form of a purple tail wasp. <laughs>
2: Which is embarrassing, now because, I mean, you've, you're you taught at a young age here to never be frightened or do anything sudden when a wasp goes to sting you. And the reason being, because when you climb up in a deer stand, there it's not – if you think there might be a wasp there, they're there. Yeah. And so you're you're taught to in your mind, well, you never can panic because if you panic in that moment and jump out of the deer stand, well you either break your back or you're dead. So when you look at how that compares to being stung by a wasp,
0: you should just you should just take it. So Yeah, but I, I was in the I was in the supposed safety of a podcast studio. Talking about godly kingdom matters, and I was attacked by this insect. So I was a long way from a deer stand. Well,
2: that should be. Your, I get, yeah, that should be your <laughs> illustration and segue into Luke six. Because when you get comfortable, <laughs> yeah. you're vulnerable.
3: In this, part, this, uh, in this part of the ahead. world, Al, uh, uh, there's a. It's like day before yesterday. We were asked to leave our abode where we live. My wife and I, Miss Kay. We were instructed to get out of your house, get go to the trailer next door. You got evicted. We we were told to leave the temporarily. Okay. So we go over to the trailer and we wait till they click back on and say it is now clear. So they went in. So they gave it, you a walkie-talkie. They went in and there's all kinds of. You, you just don't know the half of it. You know, we kill scorpions on the way. We have brown, brown recluses here. Black widows are here. <laughs> scorpions are
2: here. I've never seen a scorpion in, in Louisiana until our last podcast when I walked out and I, a critter came aggressively toward my foot. Trust me,
3: there's far more varmints out there. However, mm. we, in our house, we fumigated... I guess would be the word, the entire house. You got an infestation? Infestation of whatever was there that shouldn't be there, they died. So cleaned it out. We're allowed to come back in now. (laughs) So we go back down, and we're back in our boat. That's where we live. Where we go is we go over to the woods stretching for a couple of miles that way, and in that track of land, there are cottonmouth moscans, a lot of them, there's things that will sting you, the the spiders, ground bumblebees, and the wasp bees. would be would be natural, normal to come in one end of the duck blind, and you have to spray about fifteen or twenty wasp nests. Some of them this big around with purple tails, just sitting there waiting.
2: Yeah,
0: you
3: bump one without killing them, and you get stung on the way out. I mean, you just got to get there's out of there.
2: Danger lurks.
3: I'm just saying, around here, there's a lot of things that you know yeah. that we have to deal with in order to
1: that's why they got that special ops training facility over on shreveport because if you can make it out of that place then
0: you are you're ready so, so jace i sent my my guy in <clears throat> i got a guy i got a microbe guy and i sent him in he was really busy back during covid about killing all the microbes in your house so he did that for mom and dad so we're hoping that we'll bring some health. Mom has a, a pretty nasty bacterial infection, so we're trying to kill all the microbes.
3: Oh, okay. um, Ironically, the, the, the guy that came, you need to give him a plug because I said, well, I really appreciate y'all taking care of all these critters inside the house that could harm us. And, uh, and I said, send me the bill on it. And he said, oh, no, we're doing this as an a, a example of love. I said well, we're glad we're brothers was... here and sisters in Christ, so they... I thought, I said, you know what? Oh, Al over there is, yep, did a good deed. So yes, they did an
0: outstanding
3: job, by the way.
0: He's, a, he's definitely a good guy. He's got a great business. Rick Coles his name, super good guy. Uh, I want to mention, um, uh, before we take our break, uh, that uh, Father's Day was this past Sunday. And so, Dad, I, I started to put it on social media. Well, I wish you a happy Father's Day, but since I knew you'd never read it, I just decided I'd wait and tell you on the podcast, uh, happy Father's Day, um, which was, uh, we had a great day at WFR that day. I looked I up and so- Willie
3: was there inside the little building next to the big building. We did, we, all we do is preach the gospel every Sunday morning. Same thing. We point people to Jesus every, every Sunday morning before the actual the rest of the, 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 what would you call it, the format. Our,
0: his, yeah, our assembly, his, yeah.
3: But Willie, Willie showed up yesterday, you know. He said, congratulations, Father. I said, okay. <laughs>
0: that, that was it. <laughs> yeah. a, l- a little passing Father's Day. Yeah. Well, that was nice yeah, of him to come down. Very nice of him. So we, uh, so we had a, uh, we had, uh, it's not really a guest speaker anymore, but we had uh, one of our favorite uh, old pals, Larry Bowles, from Oklahoma. Uh, who's a regular contributor on our podcast. Uh, we had him in at WFR to preach yesterday, and so he's still in town, and uh, we're going to have him on the podcast. So when we come back for our break, we'll bring in uh, old Larry and talk a little bit about his sermon because it was really a good one. Great see sermon. You in, see you after the break. So, Zach, uh, one of the uh, things that we get to do whenever we're having a new sponsor uh, that comes on the podcast is we have what we call a boarding call where we call and have a conversation with them about their product, see if it's a good fit for our podcast, and but yeah. you know, basically just meet these guys and uh, the guys at Barrel Buddy. I, I would say right off the bat, you and I were super impressed just because of their attitude and 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 their beliefs.
1: Well, they well they open up with a prayer, so I mean that right there is reminiscent of. You know how we do business. So we That's were, right. You know, okay, I can like, yeah, they were solid. They're solid guy, and they they email us all the time. And it's so funny. All the, every one of their emails is a is more about the kingdom impact than it even is the business. So just it's great to be in business in partnership with people that they get that part of it. Yeah,
0: I've got an ongoing Bible study uh, and prayer group uh, with a couple of the guys from Barrel Buddy. And so that just tells you the kind of people there are. And and the reason I mentioned that in an ad for them is we want you to know what kind of folks are supporting our podcast and that we support. Uh, What they came up with is a a better way to clean your gun barrel. And they were like us, small business guys are out in the field. They saw a need and they came up with a product to fit it. And um, and so we want to be able to support those guys and, and not only help them out, but also be responsible gun owners. Uh, it's very important to do that. So I want you to check these guys out at BarrelBuddy.com, B-A-R-R-E-L-Buddy.com. Check them out today. So welcome back. We got our old pal uh, Larry Bowles from Oklahoma. Hey, brother. The, the guy who, who claims to not be a preacher, but he's one of the best I'm preachers not, I've known, I am so. not a
1: preacher.
2: No, that's why I said, I said, now, how did you get the Lord on <laughs> on board with cueing the thunder oh as man. you brought the thunder of yeah. the... Because it was almost like it was choreographed. I, you would wow. say something and yeah.
4: just... Yeah, roar. yeah Kellett, Kellett kind of prayed me in there, and then we could hear the thunder, and I just went, wow, that's... I think it's a good setting
2: I had for a sermon days. when there's thunder in the background. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's, yeah. There's, I hear the rolling it's a thunder. A scary you know? though. Are you,
1: are you, is it an affirmation, a thunder of affirmation, yeah. or a thunder of disagreement? That's, yeah, that's the really, that's little...
4: the thing. So, <clears throat> well,
1: well that's the amen
2: and the well that I've brought up many times amen that and I wish. Well, we have the amens at our church, yeah. but I want I want that well. I think you should have the freedom and right to do when you hear something that you don't agree with, just let me get it out. Let me just say,
4: well, you know, that, well. That, the first time that happened to me, I was in North Carolina, I think it was, and yeah, I was just following my notes, and then one lady from the back just went, whip, and I just stopped. Uh, yeah, and I just went, what does <laughs> it mean? So Did you, were you going, familiar? And then it <laughs> happened again, and then it kind of, you know, and then by the time it went on a little while, I took my notes and through them, and we had church up in that place because yeah. it, it got busy. Yeah, so oh, we I just well, we just funny. did. It, so.
2: Did you? Were you aware that that's a statement of I don't necessarily agree with? That? No, not at all. Yeah. No. I learned that somewhere. I,
4: I didn't. I... I, no, she. I don't think she meant it that way.
2: No, I think yeah. what it affectionately means is I love you. But I disagree with you, and at a later point, I'm going to bring this back up with you when we can talk about it. Okay, that's what I was. Well, she didn't
4: do that because those <laughs> turned into shouts and jubilation and yeah, joy. Okay. And all right, yeah, I see. no, she was, she was, yeah,
1: yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've never interpreted that way. I thought it was like, come on, give me yeah, more. Yeah. No, that yeah, means. Well, I
2: have a difference of an opinion, but I yeah. love you. Yeah. Now that <laughs> we'll talk that was, later. <laughs>
4: that was not the context of this particular. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was trying to bring that back. Yeah. I like that principle. I, yeah, it is. You know. Yeah. So then, so supposedly, when you then have the greeting, you know, in most churches, like yeah. the preacher go out yeah. in the back. Yeah. Well, then that is your moment of the explanation of the well.
4: Okay. okay.
2: Yeah. That's that's what I was told. All right. So then they say, You remember that point and they think I think you know, and you're supposed to do it just in a minute. Yeah. They're saying, I read this or I read yeah. that. And, well yeah. the text say hated when Jesus is talking, cursed
3: and mistreated, slapped on both sides. So it's uh it
4: can get
2: well, it could it can get rather rude. I don't think. Yeah. Well, I think "well" is a nice way to say I have a difference of an opinion. Yeah. Yep. And do
4: you think that's regional? Because now I'm thinking it was Parkersburg, West Virginia, is where it was. I think it was so introduced. If You're in North Carolina or in West Virginia. I think it was
2: introduced in the African American churches. Really. Yeah, yeah. and that's so. where I was standing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that's okay. Acceptable. I support that. I yeah. think it's a great idea. Yeah, I do too. But, it's, it, it's,
0: but you're right. That could be different in different regions. That's right. So, that's right. So Larry, uh, so you and I, well, so I was, because I do most of the sermon planning for our for our church, along with some other folks. And um, so uh, I happened to be up on Mother's Day, and I had this idea, because, you know, you're always, when you preach a long time, so every year has got a Mother's Day and a Father's mm-hmm. Day, and it, so you're trying to kind of come up with a, kind of a different approach on these holidays, special days. You don't have to preach about that topic, but you know people are going to be recognizing moms and dads. And so uh, I looked at that and I thought, you know, it would be really cool because of where we were in a current series, if we just kind of bookended uh, um, a look at Jesus. And on Mother's Day, since, you know, he was tied to Mary and her humanity Mm -hmm. because she had him, uh, you know, born of a woman, we would look at the humanity side and then when we got to father's day because he references the father that you know we would talk about his his deity Mm -hmm. and so that was kind of the concept right that you and i kind of came up with this idea so i preached my half and you were preaching your half this last sunday
4: yeah and i'm overseas you know thinking about this and and so then we you know i get back we we visit maybe for just a, a little bit and so i don't know uh, am I hearing your thunder now? There's oh, thunder again.
0: There you go. Speaking, <laughs> Larry, speaking Larry, yet again. i a pattern developer there. wherever
2: he goes. <laughs> I, I feel like... You're bringing the presence of God,
4: and it's,
1: it's, uh, yeah. it's causing so a know, little it's, it's
4: definitely not here. It's, that's down in yeah. uh, the southern yeah, layer. Alabama. Alabama. So, yeah, so, so
1: Larry preached in Westminster yesterday and literally brought the thunder, and now he's on the <laughs> podcast today and is bringing the thunder. Oh my but he's bringing goodness, it to Al guys, in Alabama, so I'm thinking guys.
4: Al may be the guilty party of yeah. this.
0: That's outfit, right. I may so. need, to repent. Uh, <laughs> so you need to repent.
1: Anyway, so,
4: you know, so Al's, Al's take on this was our brother from another mother is kind of looking at the humanity, son of man kind of a thing. And so I, I kind of took the tack that, that we're going to look at, at Jesus' relationship with, with, with his earthly father, Joseph, with his heavenly father, and then his relationship to us. And so I entitled this son of man, son of God, everlasting father. You have to admit no one
3: can have those accolades. No. Except Jesus. No. no one. No. They don't even come close. That's
4: exactly right.
2: Yeah, well, tell us about, I thought that was interesting about Joseph, because I've, I've said once before that I felt like he was one of the more underrated people oh, my. in the Bible. Yeah. Because there's very little said about him, but when you think about what he was asked to do. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. I mean, I I didn't appreciate it until I had you know took in a child, right. you know, into my home. But I really realized how tense and stressful and awkward. Well, add to it that this is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite an honor to be chosen to do that, and then to re- really receive no accolades after that.
4: That's true. Yeah, it's uh you know I said what do we know about Joseph and uh, y- we don't know a lot. Uh but ad- actually scripture never never says uh, or quotes a single word that the man spoke.
2: Yeah, I thought that was an incredible. I would uh, never yeah, noticed
4: that. Yeah. And so he what he does, you know, and, and I made a kind of a big deal is that in you know in the early church, 2nd, 3rd century starting there, we see Mary every time Jesus is pictured. She's there in artworks and frescoes and paintings and sculptures and yep. stained glass and all that. Joseph, not so much. Yep. <laughs> uh, Some even bow to her. Yeah, exactly. And and she is she is critical to the gospel narratives, all all four of them, from the beginning all the way to Jesus' ascension. Joseph, not so much. Uh, yep. Actually, the last time that he appears in scriptures when Jesus is twelve years old. Uh, and, and he's at the temple and, uh, I read that and, and, you know, he says, he introduces this idea that why were you searching for me? And I, and, uh, and I, I thought it was really, you brought this up in your sermon now is that, you know, they lost Jesus for about three days. Yeah. It was and, home
0: alone Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah, it
4: was. And, you know, they've got to be totally flipping out because, They've they've not just lost a child; they've lost the Son of God. You know, it's like yeah. God. I gave you one job, you know, and here you are. And so they he are, kept they it are, pretty,
3: pretty simple, don't you know?
4: Yeah, yeah. And Should th- be here. And then he says, "I had to be in my father's house." And then in verse fifty of that, it, he says, it, "It." Luke gives us this little insight that says they did not understand what he was talking about. Yeah. So he went with them back down to Nazareth and obeyed them and grew in in wisdom and stature with God and man, and and Mary treasured all these things up in her heart, you know. So that's the last appearance that we see that. But um, man, there's just so much about Joseph that we can understand, even though we don't have the level of information, the glimpses that we do have into this man's character is that it, it is just, the, the one thing that you could point to is immediate obedience.
0: Yeah.
4: It's unreasoning obedience. And I'm always talking about, I've, every time I've been on this podcast, we've talked at some level about moving from faith, which I feel like is something I control, into trust. You know, it, there's a big difference in, in having faith and then having trust in the character of God. Based on who he is, and this is this is exactly what he does. And so, you know, at Christmas time, Mary receives this angelic visit, and there's a you know this whole thing, and then her response, and she says, "How can this be?" and all of that, and and uh, you know, Gabriel, it, it's just a beautiful thing. And then her response to it, uh, her prayer, this song uh, that mm. comes out of her. Uh, but where she gets one visit, Joseph gets three. And we kind of skip over that. But we see this idea that Joseph is immediately thinking, okay, so this this woman that I'm betrothed to is pregnant. And I know that I didn't have anything to do with this. And so he makes this plan that he is going to take the hit. In that, that he is gonna, he is going to put her away quietly. And, yeah, he's and, not going to expose her. He's not going right? to make he's it public. Gonna, he's he's going to protect her. Yeah, okay. Which is and,
2: not the normal no, integrity of normal no. human beings.
4: But the angel says, "Do not be afraid. Take this woman home to be your wife. And you know what is in her is of the Holy Spirit. This is God. You know, wouldn't it wouldn't
3: take many uh, come together.s but when the angelic beings begin to talk to you, right, kind of get get your lined out, well, well that is it true. sort of changes your you're right. like,
2: whoa, yeah,
3: this is bigger and than I did. thought. Okay,
2: but even then, he had no union with her,
4: right. during the whole process. Exactly. And, uh, he was just he was just stood up. Yeah, and in, so he 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 did he he didn't question that. He immediately obeyed. Mm-hmm. Uh Zacchaeus, uh, not, I mean, Zachariah, not, not so much. Yeah. And then he couldn't talk for nine months, oh, you know. Yeah. So um, that's the that's difference there. And then the second uh, visit is that they're there, they're in Bethlehem, and Herod's coming to kill them and wake up. It's in the middle of the night. Uh, there's no packing a bag. There's no, you know, booking a hotel. They get up and they run. And it's 90 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And we talk about that journey all the time at Christmas. Well, it's 470 miles from, uh, from, from uh, Bethlehem all the way down to Egypt where they would have been. And I don't know how long it would take to walk through a wife, uh, a desert with a wife and a brand new baby in the middle of the night through a desert. But they did that, hmm. you know, and then they were there for three years and I made the point that this is a refugee family. And it reminded me of when Jesus said, you know, that foxes have holes and, and birds have nests, but mm-hmm. the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And so being kind of in the refugee environment that, that we're in, um, you know, I'm always looking for for those things uh, yeah. in scripture but yeah joseph uh if, if you had to define him he was a man that cared more about obeying god than he did about his own reputation his own plans uh, yeah. and anything else in his so, life
0: let, let's take a break so, Jay, is your house like mine? Is there a few packages that show up at your front door you every have a lot day? Of packages. We're systematically, <laughs> single-handedly keeping the
2: economy rolling. The newspaper this <laughs> morning, I looked, was in the middle of the road on the other side
3: of the gate. I put it, and I've got it. I got a newspaper. They <laughs> My got dad's it down. A little... <laughs> Some guy on a bicycle. I don't want to You're he still getting it. a paper, but okay. right out in the middle of the road. <laughs>
0: So we get a lot of packages at my house, but there's really only one that I enjoy getting every month. uh, And that's my one from Bespoke Post. It's called the Box of Awesome. Uh, It's got all kinds of of gear that comes. It's kind of a little surprise package for me. You know, Lisa, she knows what's in all of her packages. Mine's more of a surprise. Uh, You go online and you're at boxofawesome.com. And they're going to help you pick the right box of awesome for you because you're going to tell them what you're interested in. Uh, for me, it's more outdoor stuff. I've got a new grill, so I like getting cooking stuff. Each box is valued at around 70 bucks, uh, but you're only going to pay a fraction of that price. So every week you're saving money as well. Uh, With each box of awesome, you're supporting a small business, which I like that. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small and upcoming brand. Uh, It's free to sign up. You can skip a month. You can cancel anytime. Uh, So here's what you do. You get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code Phil at checkout. So that's boxofawesome.com. Use the code Phil for 20% off your first box. Check them out, boxofawesome.com. Use the code Phil. Okay. So so Larry, you uh you brought out a point. Uh that's why I love your preachings, because I always get something. I learned something I didn't know. Oh, man. Uh, every time you preach. And uh well I learned so something I, every time I prepare to preach. And that's the point. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's the that's the point for all yeah. of us. Mm-hmm. So so I've talked about the genealogies before, mm-hmm. and you did this too. And I want you to bring that out while we're talking about Joseph. Sure. Because uh I agree a hundred percent that the Matthew genealogy is more the uh, legal line uh, lineage, right? And and is ex- an example of, of uh, Joseph, and then the Luke one, which we looked at just a few weeks ago on our podcast here, because we're in the Book of Luke. Is the is Mary's, right? And uh, which is his physical connection. But you brought out something I didn't know about the adoptive. Mm-hmm. Side And it made perfect sense because it was a question I've always had and never really figured out and hadn't read anybody. When you said it, it made perfect sense. And it also made a huge bigger point about this idea of us being adopted right. as sons and daughters, which right. was very powerful. So t- talk a little bit about that, about okay. the idea of the genealogies.
4: Yeah, everybody's aware there's two genealogies, one at the beginning of Matthew chapter 1 and then uh, one in Luke uh, in chapter 3. And they kind of work differently. And um, there's a difference in between them because in Matthew's gospel, you'll look and Joseph's dad is listed as Jacob. Well, in Luke's gospel, he's listed as Heli. Okay? And so people have looked at that in the past and say, well, this is obviously a conflict. It's an error in Scripture. And it really couldn't be... Uh, further from the truth, the reason for the two differences is in these two genealogies is that Matthew is recording Joseph's genealogy, uh, and Luke is recording Mary's genealogy. And so uh, Matthew's following this line that runs from Joseph. legal— Joseph is, is Jesus' legal adoptive father through the son, uh, David's son, Solomon— uh, while Luke is following Mary's line because they, they both come out of this Davidic line, mm-hmm. and so Mary is uh, comes out of uh, David's second surviving son with Bathsheba, Nathan. Okay, and so uh, in in this sense, Matthew is proving that genus, Jesus' genealogy uh, from the su- as the Son of God, and Luke is proving Jesus' genealogy as the Son of Man, and so uh, tracing. A genealogy through uh, through a mother is unusual in, in Jewish history. But what else is unusual is a virgin birth. <laughs> it's like the only one. And so, what Luke is taking into account is a occurrence of something that was uh, absolutely that we see in Matthew twenty two and uh, twenty four. The Sadducees come to Jesus. And they say, okay, okay, we've got a question for you. Here's a real stumper. You know how they're always trying to stump Jesus. So let's say that there's this guy, and he's got seven brothers, and his wife, you know, he dies, and, and yeah. then his next brother, you know, has Who's she married to, to? Yeah, exactly. In heaven, yeah. yeah. What's and, the end result? you just like, you're, you're missing the whole point. But this is a thing called leveret marriage. And what leveret marriage is, is if a man died without having a son, and so you remember that... That Abram was going to, you know, he didn't have a son, and he had already picked out a guy, and he was going to give his money to this guy, and the Lord says, "No, that's not what you're going to do." And I talk about that later in the sermon, but it was a tradition for a man's brother to marry the widow and to have a son who would carry on that deceased man's name, and so that would make Heli in Luke three twenty three and Jacob in Matthew 1.15 half brothers. Hmm. Okay, and so Heli then died without a son, uh, and so his half-brother Jacob married Heli's widow who gave birth to Joseph. So Joseph would have been legal adoptive son of Heli, but biologically the son of Jacob. Oh, wow. And so Joseph himself was adopted, but at the same yeah. time,
0: uh, you know, he would then,
4: yeah. yeah, the, the you yeah. know. I mean, which to
0: me, which to me, Larry, that brought out so much I never thought about because, you know, we always wonder. What was it like for Joseph yeah. to to be a dad, but not really a dad, because you know it wasn't his biological son. He had other children that you mentioned, right? And so there's always that family tension that goes with that. But you know, if he had the understanding of what it was like to kind of come in a way that wasn't like everybody else, right. he probably had a completely different understanding, which probably made him a great dad to Jesus. Exactly. You know, while he was yeah, on the he earth. he so,
4: himself was in that same adoptive. Uh, environment. And so yeah. I, I, have an adopted son. My first son is adopted and I have an adopted grandchild. And <laughs> I used to, before I became, went into missions, uh, I, again, I'm not a preacher, you know, yeah. I, I was a worship leader. And so I'm leading worship one day and I'm sitting on the front row and they started this adoption fund at our church. And so if the preacher's up there and he's talking about the adoption fund. He said, everybody that's got an adopted son, uh, you know, stand up. Well, I'm sitting down on the front row, and Kathy, my wife, is running sound in the booth. And so I turn around, to because I want to see who's got an adopted son. Well, I see Kathy stand up, and I went, oh, I have one. You know, I mean, you forget that you've got them, because they're just, it's my child, you know? And so then, yeah. you know, my grandson, he's just another another grandson. So, I mean, you know, your children are your children. Yeah, and, so, uh, yeah, we, you know, true. I think if, if we could if we could help people understand that those kids uh, that are in foster care systems and that sort of thing, you know, man, you you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, abortion and, and that all that kind of stuff. If we can change the mindset of understanding that an adopted child is just as much your child as any. You know, oh, exactly.
2: Any I mean, look, I ever was ever. just, yeah. I was just having the same discussion and uh, just trying to, you know, figure out, cause it is a difficult a road to go down, right. and because and, ultimately you want the child to be reunited with his real mom. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in the foster care. But I said something very profoundly, and uh, and and I it, it took the people I was talking to a second to register that. But I said, you know, with this foster baby, I was like, this baby is. It grew to a place to where it's just like all my other kids. Where I said the prayer. Yeah if if i would give my life for this oh, yeah. this kid and yeah. you know and i i love everybody but there's just a certain inner circle that i would say that yeah. you know it's like if my if me giving up my life would would mean this this child would make it to heaven and i've prayed that for all my kids yeah but i noticed just without thinking about it that he entered that arena somewhere in there in my mind cuz yeah. i thought that is that is my goal and because I, I do think there's something that happens in that when you're you're parenting, they just become yours. You're, you're, yeah, it, you're not yeah. thinking, oh, you know, one day I may have to give this child up or whatever. You always want to look up their welfare yeah. and have that attitude. And I yeah. think that's to not it's, not be see a burden, but see a blessing. Absolutely. yeah exactly. I'm not thinking oh, what because people say well, it's good. I think they're looking at it like it's babysitting yeah, but when a child is in your house 24/ 7 for a mm. prolonged period of time, that becomes your child. you're right. you're, you're mentoring, you're parenting, you're right. loving you're it's not you know I'm changing his diaper and sticking
4: food in his right. mouth you know
2: we, But
0: I, I think my so,
4: point was that is that no one, Becomes a child of God, except through adoption. That is the yeah. only process. By yeah. everybody yep. thinks that you know every person on the planet, because God created them, is a child of God. That is not what Scripture teaches at all. Mm. They are created in the image of God uh, by God. But if you look at John one, uh, I believe it's um, eleven through fifteen, is that when Jesus. When the word became flesh. What he did is put us in a position for those that believe in his name, he gave the right to become sons and daughters of well, God. Right.
2: I think what you're saying, it's like the reason the Bible uses uh, the word begat, because God begets, which that word is one and only, you know, God. Right, Men be beget men you know i've right. heard that illustration about uh, you know a bird begets birds right but a bird can make a nest right you know if you're you can make something else but as far as that word it's a it's a that's how god could come down here because you have a virgin birth well all of a sudden we've lost the laws of nature here right a woman can't have birth without with, with being a virgin that right. that's so something. So God begat God. That's why. I, so I asked you the question before we started because one of the brothers who heard your yeah. sermon. this is this is he, that.
4: This is the it, core of that question. He
2: sent me a text and said, mm-hmm. "So is God a hundred percent man and a hundred percent God?" That was the question based on what Jesus right. Jesus. I mean, up is Je- yeah. yeah, sorry. Right. Is Jesus a hundred percent man and hundred percent God? Right. Absolutely. And, and so, hang the, on.
0: For, for, hang on before okay. you answer that. Let's okay. take a break. Yeah, it, it, yeah, when,
4: when you uh, accepted the the K Love award for the podcast, mm-hmm. you 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 said a phrase that really profoundly touched me and I know many others, but you said you prayed for those who cast their nets in deep water. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really where, you know, we're talking about preparing for a sermon like this. I really felt like I was I'm I'm out there in the deep water because when you're talking about the nature Of God, Isaiah 40. God says to, "What would you compare me? I'm I'm beyond anything in your universe that you could Mm -hmm. use as a, a comparison." So we're talking about the nature of God and the the doctrine, the biblical basis for the doctrine of the Trinity. You, you, there's no analogy. You know, people try to use you know apples and ice cubes and and all these things and and to try to wrap our mind around it, and they're all imperfect. They're yeah. usable as and they describe things, but they all end up either in partialism or modalism.
2: No, I agree hundred yeah. percent. Because you've all, everybody's that's gone to this at a deep yeah. level have yeah. heard. Well, we have three dimensions. You, there's there's three as a human. You right. can go three directions. Yeah, y'all probably heard this. You can go up or down. <laughs> you can go uh, left or right, or uh, and what was the other? Uh, up or down, left or right. What's the other? thing you can do
1: up or down left or right front or back
4: yeah front or back that's Okay. it so but there's three axes XYZ. yeah there's
2: three so that's why they call it three yeah. three dimensions yeah and so then they try to relate that because if you have a straight line and you add a second dimension you can have a square and mm. i mean this is basic scholarly you know debate but to your point they're trying to figure out How God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit could function as one and yet three dimensions of the same person? Well, that's when our mind starts saying, "Well, wait a minute here." Yeah. Now I can accept that as truth because you read it, Mm -hmm. but wrapping my head around it, it's a whole different. Yeah, it's a little more different issue. So I do think it's a good, fair question oh absolutely the implications of it is and you you're going to eventually read that psalms yeah where here comes david i mean uh, david saying here comes jesus and it's all these qualities mm-hmm. uh you may remember it off the top of your head wonderful counselor yeah. prince of peace
4: mighty god everlasting mighty father. god
2: well then all of a sudden mm-hmm. everlasting father it's like a record scratch moment yeah, yeah. you're like. <laughs> 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 now I've read that before, but yeah. I've never. We need yeah. to find exactly where that verse is. Okay, uh, yeah,
4: it's it's Psalm uh, two, uh, verse. Uh, well, let's see,
0: I can look it up,
4: but I've got it.
2: I've got it. Psalm it's two, here. verse seven. Yeah, yeah. Psalm, Psalm two, seven. But that goes to your point. Yeah, that the implications of God begetting God, right, and Jesus coming, yeah, and and you've made the illustration. Or, or, you know, Jesus made it, but you referred to it in Luke 15 on Jesus being accused of eating with tax collectors and sinners. Mm-hmm. That he tells a story about a lost son and another son who's lost at home. Yeah. But, and then here's the father running. Yeah. But Jesus is actually telling the story about a father
4: who he is. Right. And that's, that was the point I made is that we, we, we have historically looked at that as like, okay, here's, you know, we—I don't know how many times I, I've Well, they call it the
2: prodigal son. It's really the right, right. great father but, or, but and son. I have,
4: I've made the point on here many, many, many times that Jesus is not God Jr. Yeah. You know, and, and we treat him like he is, like there's this hieratical view of God, you know, and um, the idea that he is God. And, and so I, I went back to, to John 1— and the reason I went there, Alan, is because you had opened, and I referenced your the, the primary uh, text that you use was Philippians 2. And so uh, your mindset should be exactly like that of Jesus Christ in your relationships with one another, uh, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God, the fact that he is God, something to be held onto at all costs or used to his own advantage. Mm-hmm. Instead, he made himself nothing and took on the very nature of a servant. And so back to this guy's point is that when, when the word became flesh, John 1.14, mm-hmm. did Jesus lose any of his divinity? And the answer is absolutely not. Mm-hmm. What he did is take on a second nature. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at uh, the, the doctrine of the Trinity, there's one God, Three distinct persons of this Trinity. Mm -hmm. And so, but yet there's one God. Well, when you look at Jesus Christ, this incarnation uh, of the Word becoming flesh, he did not lose his divinity, but he took on a second nature. And so, this is one person with two natures. So, every question you would have to ask of Jesus, you have to ask twice Mm -hmm. Did he get tired? Well, in his human nature, absolutely. Yeah. But not in his divine nature. Mm -hmm. and so you know and
1: and in his in his limitation of of knowledge in in his incarnate state as jesus he's limited of certain things like when when is the final judgment day coming right he said only my father yeah i I think that makes sense larry too when you read like a verse like uh john 17 3 Uh when jesus defines eternal life as knowing the one God. And then he says, "And Jesus Christ, his Son, whom he sent." So you've got the one true God, Father, Son, and Spirit. Right. Uh, and then the incarnation of that Son, who has that dual nature, yeah, then that manifests itself in different ways depending on the on the realm that that's it, that he's inhabiting. Well,
0: hang, um, hang on, let's let's take our last break.
2: Well, I brought up a C.S. Lewis quote the last podcast. I don't think I said it was a quote, but it was. But he made the point. I was going to get your thoughts on it. He said that, you know, here you have us as we read the Bible being called to surrender or submit or suffer or even die, uh, you know, carry your cross or, you know, you know. We died our old self, all these things. And he said, the problem is for people who have not put their faith and trust in God is when you explore the nature of God, he he doesn't seem when you look at God as in the father having those qualities or that process. He's not. He's, he's all-powerful, he's you know he's not mm-hmm. weak, he's not surrendering, he's in control of everything. And so he goes through this long list. Now look, I'm, I'm not quoting him, I'm just giving a paraphrase of what he said. Right. But then there's a sentence in there that, and this is in Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Oh, he, it's a he, great book. Yeah, he says, but if he became a man, and it's like, it almost in, you know, that's why he's such a good writer, mm-hmm. because when he wrote that phrase, you know, you literally it makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck because then you see, from His love, which is a godly principle, right. there there was a way to do this. He, uh, as a man, he could he could suffer, he could surrender, uh, he could humble himself, he could die, right? And so, and he could do it based on, out of love to rescue humanity. And then by his resurrection would destroy and defeat death itself for the humans. Right. So then you see the, the reason he became a man and you see the reason he, he's God. Cause then he finishes up with a line, but he could do all that perfectly. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, a different illustration of exactly what you're saying.
4: It is. I, you know, it. Yeah, uh, you know, I guess we're in our last portion of this segment. And if I had to, if I had to describe this in five minutes, I'd go to John chapter one. So can we get? We'll just go there. This just is, go there. Yeah. He. Yeah. You. You started this, Alan. So. Here we go. <laughs> but I go think, there. Look, go I, there. I really think, I really think people. This this is a hard
2: thing to it press. Is. It Even is. as a believer, you're like, no, wait yeah. a minute.
4: And it, it, this this illustration, as I was preparing for this, really helped me. And I've man, I've been at John one for forty five years looking at this. But every time you look, this is the nature of Scripture. When you go deeper and deeper and deeper, things are revealed to you in Scripture. But something that is really cool is that. What John does here is he takes us back to the beginning, in the beginning. And so mm-hmm. it takes us back to the point in time when God was, okay? And I, I couch this in the idea was what was the relationship between Jesus and his father before Jesus came to earth, before the incarnation? Has he always been Jesus? Has it always been a father-son relationship? Was he the son of God? And so, when I, I I begin to think these are the kind of things that keep me up at night, okay? Mm-hmm. But John one in the beginning was the Word, okay? And so we know who that is. Yeah. and the Word was with God. Mm-hmm. You see? And the Word was God, and he was with God in the beginning before anything was made. and through him, uh, everything was made. That has been made, okay? And without him, nothing would have been made without him. And in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. In the beginning, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Mm -hmm. And so the Word is the creator of all things, all right? And so the Word is God, and Mm -hmm. the Word is light, and the Word is life. And so we have the Word, and we have God in the beginning. But then in verse 14, something very dramatic happens. The Word, and this is where you, we're talking about this begetting, the mm. Word became flesh. Something changed in that relationship. And in verse 14, if you look at it, John introduces this relationship language. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father. This is the first time in the gospel of John that those two names are introduced. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so he was came from the father, full of grace and truth. And if you skip down then to verse 18, no one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, has now made him known. And so there's, we, we've, always, we've not always known what God looked like, right. but now we do. And so in, in John 10 and John 14, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Uh, I and the Father are one. Have you ever wondered why he can say that? is because there's one God, and mm-hmm. I, he, they are in God, okay? Right. They are with God yeah. together in the beginning. But this father-son relationship was introduced. When did that change? Well, when something became flesh. The Word became flesh, and I made a, a reference to, was there a point in time in Old Testament Scriptures when that occurred, and that is Psalm Two, absolutely, in verse 7, is that today I have become your father. Mm -hmm. You are my son. And so this is a Davidic psalm. And uh, I I said the last time I was on the podcast, we see Jesus quoting Isaiah all the time, and we think Jesus is quoting Isaiah. Well, Jesus is the word. He is the voice of prophecy. (laughs) And so we see Jesus quoting himself, quoting Isaiah, who's quoting himself. He's doing the exact same thing. In Psalm 2 and verse 7, he says, I will proclaim the Lord's decree. The Lord said to me, and this is Jesus speaking in that moment today, I have become your father. You are my son. Yeah. And so that, there, there was a change in the relationship. And then I went back to Isaiah 9 and I said, is there any I mean, nobody called God father before Jesus came and said, this is how you pray. Okay. Yeah. And he introduced the idea of calling God Father. And yeah. so in Luke five, they're wanting to kill Jesus all the more. This is five, seventeen, and eighteen, because he's calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Well, nobody called God father at all, ever, 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 ever. That was absolutely they were afraid to say Yahweh, you know, yeah. or Jehovah or Adonai or all these other names of God. And I said, Is there a old testament precedent? that the name Father was ever ascribed to God anywhere in there. And absolutely it is. It's in Isaiah 9 and verse 6, For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, yeah. and his name shall be called. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. and, and when so you Everlasting so you, Father. When
2: you realize the implications of this, here's yeah. God coming to earth so we can have a relationship. Because unlike trying to have a relationship with a rock, Right. or a, an animal, or, you know, to be friends, it has to be mutual. Right. And so if he hadn't revealed himself, how would we have ever known? And I think that's what mm-hmm. sets being a disciple of
4: Jesus. The, the danger in, and, in having a hang discussion. On yeah. <laughs> hang on, Larry.
0: <there>. Okay. <laughs> we, we've talked ourselves right out of time. Yeah, that's what, uh, I,
4: and what I was going to say is the danger in having a conversation, not having the time to finish it. Is you know, well, we got 15. Yeah. We do have but 15. We have
0: moments, <See>? <This> <laughs> <laughs> this well this is I, why the seasoned un, unashamed podcast listener uh, knows that there's always a little more time uh, if you will. Yeah. We Come have to over. tell this story about this
2: Afghan girl. Yeah, I, in want, to, the I want to
0: tell time. that in overtime. It's <laughs> okay. so it's so <laughs> powerful. And God's still got some theatrics going down here. I've been having to mute my mic the whole time. It's powerful. So if, if you want to follow us over, we gotta talk about this a little bit more. Blaze unashamed. And there's a fantastic story. Uh, that Larry told at the beginning of his sermon that's so apropos to what we're talking about. So uh, it's well worth your time. Check us out. Follow us to overtime. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.